Diamond Joe was a rich old jay Had lots of cowboys in his pay Rode the range with his cowboy band Many a maverick got his brand Well, I hired on, offered Joe my hand Got a string of horses so old they couldn't stand Like to die from hunger, he mistreated us so Never earned a dollar off a diamond, Joe Roll on, boys, roll Don't you roll so slow Roll on, boys, roll Don't you roll so slow Ki-yippee-yi Yippee-ki-yi-ho Roll on, boys, roll Don't you roll so slow Roll on, boys, roll Don't you roll so slow Ki-yippee-yi Yippee-ki-yi-ho Just a cowboy, ain't got no home Got no folks, so I'm bound to roam I work for the elves, or the old bar old Won't burn no brand, for Diamond Joe Well, if I was rich, like Diamond Joe I'd work today, I'd work no more he works me hard and pays so slow. Don't give a damn if I work or no. Roll on, boys, roll. Don't you roll so slow. Roll on, boys, roll. Don't you roll so slow. Kai yippee-yi. Yippee-kai-yi-ho. 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 From Music City, this is the Campfire Cafe. I'm your host, Gary Holt. Joining me in Albuquerque, New Mexico, is our co-host, Miss Bobby Bell. Good morning, Bobby. Good morning, Gary. So uh, we had a gorgeous blue moon, super moon last night. What did you have there in Nashville? You know, it was gorgeous out here last night. Beautiful, clear skies. And a great view of the moon, and uh, and I viewed that with my sweetheart last night. So it just can't get any better. I think they said the next time that we'd have a moon like that would be like twenty thirty seven. Yeah, um, it's yes, it's down the road a piece. Yes, <laughs> it's down the road a piece. Down the road a piece. But we have a beautiful, beautiful weather here in Tennessee today. It was fifty nine when I got up this morning. And took the dogs out for their walk, and uh, and I think you've got great weather in Albuquerque. Yes, we have a beautiful day. Yes, we do. We we are going to get up into the 90s. Uh, we still continue to be very warm here in the afternoon, but it's lovely, lovely blue skies out there today. Fall is on its way, so we have yes, something to yes. look forward to. 
and then winter, and then we'll be looking forward to spring. So that is the cycle of life, my friend. That yeah. is the cycle of life. Yes, it is. We have a yeah. great, great show today. So we have a young man that's joining us for our, his very first time. Who is that? I am so delighted that we are welcoming Joel White to the show this morning. I can hardly wait to share Joel and his music with our worldwide audience. So don't go away. All right. <laughs> We're looking forward to this. And with that, Amarillo Cowboy. And in the second half of the of the show for Saddle Up America, it is uh, Childhood Cancer Awareness Month, the month of September. And so we're going to be talking with Nashville's Angel Heart Farm. And Tracy will be joining us to talk about what they do there and some special events that they have coming up. So stay tuned. It's going to be a lot of fun today on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network for both the Campfire Cafe and Saddle of America. But right now, let's take a listen to a great song from Joel White. It's one called Janie's Going Out Tonight. We'll be right back. Come on, boys. It's Friday night. Come on, boys. I'm feeling right. Come on, boys. Turn out the lights because Janie's going out tonight. Boy, she loved ain't coming home, found another, now she's alone. Broke her heart, but she won't cry, she'll find a lover, it's do or die. Come on, boys, it's Friday night, come on, boys, I'm feeling right. Come on, boys, turn out the lights, cause Janie's going out tonight. Set out her black shoes, heels so high, washed her red dress, hung out to dry. Fixed her yellow hair, ribbons and bows, painted her place, put on a show. Come on, boys, it's Friday night. Come on, boys, I'm feeling right. Come on, boys, turn out the light, cause Janie's going out tonight. She'll cut a rug with me and you. All night if she takes off her shoes Feeling so free, she feeling so light Janie's getting right tonight Come on boys, it's Friday night Come on boys, I'm feeling right Come on boys, turn out the lights Cause Janie's going out tonight It's late, I hold her tight Stars shine down on us tonight Is it love? Come on, boys, it's Friday night. Come on, boys, I'm feeling right. Come on, boys, turn out the lights, cause Janie's going out tonight. Come on, boys, it's Friday night. Come on, boys, I'm feeling right. Come on, boys, turn out the lights, cause Janie's going out tonight. I'm taking Janie home tonight. Welcome back to the award-winning Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Janie's Going Out Tonight, written and performed by Joel White from his 2022 album, Where I'm From. Based in Amarillo, Texas, today's featured guest, Joel White, is an Americana, roots, country, and stern singer-songwriter. His earliest memories are of music across all genres. 
from Beethoven to Herb Alpert to the Beatles, Bob Dylan, and Neil Young. Then he heard Guy Clark, and his music took a new direction. Joel says, I have been surrounded by music my whole life and by friends who play and write songs. I have no choice but to write. Although Joel has changed careers frequently, there are two constants in his life, the love and support of his wife, Kelly, and his music. His story songs speak of life he's lived, of the people and places he's loved, of dreams fulfilled and dreams yet to be. Joining us for a first time, please welcome to Campfire Cafe, a singer-songwriter who says this about his songs. They are my truth and are all drawn from who I am and what I know. Please welcome Joel White. Well, thank you very much, Bobby. That's a, that's a wonderful introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Good I've been morning, Joel. To do it for a long time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, well, I told I'm, you to get I'm ready really, for that introduction. I'm, I'm excited so to was, be on with you guys. I sure am. Yeah. Well, we're we're excited to have you with us. So tell us a little bit about you. That first song that I played had a little bit of an Irish feel to it. Yeah. So tell us yeah. a little bit about your background. Amarillo well, home. Actually, I, I, I am uh, Scotch, Irish, and German, I guess you could say. Uh, All right. That the, the the song does have an Irish feel to it because actually we sent that over to Ireland, and a friend of mine, Tom Farney, uh gave it to a couple of I think they're brothers, Gary West and Charlie West, and uh, they played the fiddle and uh, the whistle on that, and so it it sounds Irish. Or actually, that we sent it to Scotland, and it, it sounds just like it is but uh oh it's a great song great song thank great you song. so you grew up in amarillo i was born and raised right here in amarillo spent most of my life other than a year here and a year there uh, in amarillo all right all right so how did you get started into music well, actually, my my uh, my grandfather was a trumpet player for uh, uh, Lawrence Welk, and oh, he really? could play any instrument. Yeah, he could play any instrument that he picked up, uh, especially any brass instrument. My my father probably has the greatest baritone voice I've ever heard in my life, uh, oh, and wow. uh, he was a he was a gospel singer. Um, and uh you know just a, just a lay gospel singer but but he has a great voice and i just grew up with music uh i was forced as a young man as a, as a child starting about 8 to uh to take piano lessons and i think my parents realized that probably was a mistake because <laughs> you know if if they would have if they would have given me the choice i would have chosen to play music but since it was forced upon me i was i was a rebellious child and my rebellion came out oh wow oh wow wow you know when uh when bobby jean mentioned some of your influences in that wonderful introduction that she did uh, she mentioned herb mm-hmm. alpert and uh guess who was on the grand Ole opry last week bobby and joel 
Mm-hmm. Herb Alpert. <laughs> no Herb kidding. Alpert. Yeah, Herb Alpert on the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah, it was it was kind well, of a my, cool my deal. My dad had my dad had an album of Her, Herb Alpert, and I must have been eight, seven, six, seven, eight years old, and he would play that, and and we. Uh, dad, dad loves music, and we were mm-hmm. raised to love music, and we heard a lot of different music. Well, it's it's kind of interesting because I I remember playing Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Black Brass in my younger days mm-hmm. on the radio years ago, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. yeah, so he was he was just as great as ever playing with the Grand Ole Opry band, and it was just a cool deal. Well, we're going to get to a. He must be nearly ninety. He is. He's. Probably. I'm sure he's in his eighties anyway. Yeah. Yeah, he probably. At least in his eighties. But uh, but he did a great job, and everybody thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed having him there. You know, they've had everybody from the Beach Boys to Herb Alpert to presidents that have been to the Grand Ole Opry and and uh, made their appearance. So, a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to get to another song right now. This is the title cut from the album Where I'm From. Tell us a little bit about this. Uh, well, um, I'm, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't know what to tell you about where I'm from. <laughs> 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 it's it's a it, it's a it's it's an interesting song uh, because my wife and I had been invited to be in a wedding. My cousin was getting married, and we went to Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And okay. uh, w- when we got to New Jersey, uh, all these folks, I was wearing a hat and boots, and of course. And the and the thing about it, the 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 people just were in love with with the west with texas and, but the only thing they knew about texas was a television program dallas this was in the 80s when <laughs> dallas was a huge I program so this was I a, got you. this was just a tongue in cheek this was just a tongue in cheek song about where i'm from all right <laughs> well, let's take a listen those folks yeah all right let's, <laughs> let's take a listen to where i'm from we'll be back and talk more with joel white in just a moment on the campfire cafe Places like Illinois Found myself on a plane Headed out of state Now I don't know And I can't say why I just never really like to fly But flying to New Jersey Was my fate When we got off The plane that day Some Jersey boys came up to say Wanted to hear about Texas All of their lives Now they wanted to hear about our land And they wanted to hear about our women They didn't want to talk to their wives Does it hurt your fist when you punch a cow? Is a hundred miles an hour really loud? Barbecue 
Is it all you ever fed? Are all the breasts in Dallas fake? Can you finish a 72-ounce steak? The boy sat back and hear what I said. You ought to see our stars tonight. The Texas sky, it's a beautiful sight. Not to mention our sunsets in the west. And no doubt we've got the most beautiful women in our Shinerbach beer. Boys, that's living. No debate, Texas life, it's the best. Our music just gives me chill. From Guy Clark to old Bob Wills, and nothing's finer than our enchiladas and our steaks. Now freedom's what you want to feel. Well, just take to the highway in your automobile. Let me tell you nothing about Dallas women's face. But does it hurt your fist when you punch a cow? Is a hundred miles an hour really loud and barbecue? Is it all you ever fed? Or all the breasts in Dallas fake? Can you finish a 72-ounce steak? The boy sat back to hear what I said. Cowboys wear boots and spurs And we just love our Friday night lights And you take a man's hat That's cause for fighting tumbleweeds They're just big grass burrs There's a barn in every little town Folks in happy down wear a frown We don't miss church Lest to hunt or to fish And we're real proud of our Texas drone. I'm pretty sure God don't talk like y'all. Yes, living in Texas, that's the country's wish. So no, it don't hurt your fist when you punch a cow. Yes, a hundred miles an hour. Well, it's really a loud barbecue. Well, it's all we're ever fed until the age of three. Most of the breasts in Dallas are fake And I can finish a 72-ounce steak The boy sat back Cause that's what I said <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm from, the title track of Joel oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, I forgot that little extra at the end. That's the title track, Joel White, Where I'm From, from an album released to great acclaim in 2022. And Joel, there's just so many different things I'd love to talk to you about. Um, first off, of course, uh, we had the opportunity to meet for the first time last year in September, I think it was, at the Southwest Regional Folk Alliance, SWARFA is what we call that group. And um, Jim and I went for a first time, and we mostly met people um, that we did not know. Um, Jim Jones, Alan Chapman, there were a few that we did. But what a pleasure to meet you and get to um, hear you perform 
And uh, then you came out to Albuquerque um, just a month or two later, and we got to spend a little more time with you. Um, you're just, your music is already with these two songs that Gary has chosen, you can hear such a variety and also um, some with a sense of fun and playfulness and others really you write and sing about the harder parts of life like any great songwriter does. Partly what I love about this album and your brand new one, which we will be playing from as well, is the wonderful um, work that Marl Briganti did and the musicians that back you up. Do you want to talk a little bit? Because we met him for a first time as well. Um, talk a little bit about working with him and the recording process. Well, my Mer- Merle was my first introduction to uh, to the studio, and uh, let me tell you what that that's a that's a shock in and of itself. Merle is a quite quite a character, but he has this <laughs> great ear, and he's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he's a he's a musician that has played for some outstanding bands in the in the seventies in the sixties and seventies. He was a he he was he was a drummer for Loggins and Messina. He played for uh, the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band in the early years, uh, and and all the way up. And he's he's worn every hat in the music industry you could use, you could wear. <laughs> but I tell you what, his gift is uh, is production, uh, and he has these great musicians in his stable, so to speak, that uh, that are just world class musicians. And he'll send them a song, and he won't give them very much direction. Uh, he'll just say, uh, you know, I want some uh low tones or or you know something in there but he won't tell the musicians what to do because these musicians they serve the song they listen mm-hmm. to the song they listen to the lyric they read the lyric and then they play from 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 their heart and from their belly what what uh mm-hmm. what seems appropriate and it's always just it it's exciting because I never know what we're going to hear until Merle gets it together and he says, okay, here we go. Uh, what do you like and what do you not like? And wow. he, he's, a, he's a great producer. He is a great producer. Yeah. Well, the next song that Gary is going to play is another one from um, Where I'm From, and it's Bone of My Bone. And I think Sarah Pierce is on this one with you, yes? Yes, she is. That's uh, that's Merle's wife and a wonderful artist in her own right. Absolutely. Is there anything you'd like to say about this song? You know, what inspired uh, it or what it came from? Uh, you know, a, a buddy of mine. I, I hadn't been writing songs very long, and a friend of mine that plays bass for me. He says, "You know, you need to write something in three, four times." So I thought about it, and then I thought, you know, I need to write. A, a duet and uh it just uh, we were we my wife and I were were big fans of uh, Outlander and uh, mm, mm, mm-hmm. there was there was the uh the phrase in there blood of my blood and bone of my bone and I thought boy you got to use that and uh-huh. I, so that's, that's so that's where it came from 
Fabulous. All right, this All is right. Bone of My Bone. It's Joel White and Sarah Pierce. We right back.
guest today on the Campfire Cafe. So, Joel, when did you first start writing? You know, I I first started writing uh, about six years ago. Okay. And uh, I had I had played, uh, you know, in high school I had played in some bands and and then there's a good part of my life I didn't even own a guitar. And I picked the guitar back up, and I I didn't feel like I sang other people's songs very well, so I thought, well, maybe I'll write some for myself. Maybe I'll sing those a little bit better. That, that's how there I you go. Ah, wow, wow. So what's your what's your process when you get ready to write? You know, we have some people that write every day, and we have some people that are a little bit more sporadic about their writing. But but what's your process for writing? Well, you know, I'm I'm really envious of those guys that have the self-discipline to sit down and make themselves write every day. Those guys yeah. are real writers. Uh, for myself, I've got to be motivated. Uh, I, I have to have a a lyric, uh, a, a phrase. Uh, maybe it's a maybe it's a, a musical phrase, uh, or just something that motivates me to write and I'll sit down and I will write. Generally speaking, I write the poetry first. I, okay. I, I, I'm, a, I'm a student of other writers and Guy Clark always said that uh, that if it didn't read as a poem, it wouldn't make a very good song. And so wow. I, I have a tendency to write the poetry first and then i I uh, I write the music that supports the lyric. Is is okay. generally the way I write it. Okay, all right. You know, it's interesting because Bobby, you know, when we talk to different people, sometimes it's the lyric, sometimes it's the uh, the uh, music that comes first. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's it's very interesting. Everybody's different, but then when you mix well, it you up know, and, and shake it out, it all comes thing. out good. Yeah, you know, and Gary, it's not the same. Every time, uh, you know, I, mm-hmm. but, but generally speaking, that's how I write. Okay. All right. So I was, as while we were talking, I was just thinking about another friend of ours that's here in Nashville. And, uh, and so he has, you know, he just listens to things and, and the, and the song comes, you know, the, the, uh, the hook comes. And so one of the, one of the fun songs that he wrote is one that's, uh, I love, I know, what is it? I like whiskey, but whiskey don't love me. And so I thought, that's so great. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Well, this is a great song. This is the the title song from the new album, Once I Was a Cowboy. And, uh, Joel, you want to tell us anything at all about this song? Well, I tell you what, I I actually was, um, I managed a ranch 
back in the mid '80s, uh, west of Channing, and it was a it was a small ranch for the country. It was just twenty two thousand acres. Oh, but, okay, uh, that's all. Okay, but it, that's all. <laughs> but for that for, for, for that part, it, it was a small. It was one of the smaller ranches in that part of the country. Anyway, I managed that ranch, and uh, you know that this song is written from that. It, it's it's a hundred percent biographical, correct? It's All exactly right. well, let's, what I wanted to be. All right, let's take a listen to "Once I Was a Cowboy." We're talking with Joel White today on the Campfire Cafe. <laughs> Sections New Mexico line that slice ahead and brings back to mind life lived a simpler way doing whatever was God's plan that day up in the morning at five o'clock bell that bacon and coffee I smell battle my phone Feed him some rain, drink with Lord air. Felt like rain. Once I was a cowboy, living the life of my dream. Fresh air, blue skies, open spaces. When I was young, dreamed of a life, working the ranch, my kids and my wife, riding, roping, branding all day, good work to have if you don't mind the pay. Starting the colts when they hit three, calving out heads.
can go back for just one day Meet that young cowboy, what would I say? Stay in the saddle, don't take that new road title track to Joel White's um, brand new album, Once I Was a Cowboy. Um, Joel, I remember when um, this album came my way. Uh, I I still do love CDs. I have CD players, more than one of them, including the car. And um, immediately, of course, stopped everything. And um, sometimes I put an album on and, and I'll kind of multitask. And I just knew, no, this is Joel White and I need to just listen and i played it over and over and over again and i wish there were more songs frankly (laughs) but um it's such a wonderful album um you chose six songs and um we're going to be playing a couple more from it i think the next one that gary has planned is rooster and of course, when I just look at titles, it's like Rooster. I wonder if that's what that's going to be about. Will that be kind of a funny one about a you know an actual rooster or somebody named Rooster? Um, tell us a little bit about that song before Gary plays it. Well, I had a friend. Uh, his name was David Morse, and he is a fantastic fiddle player, and. Uh, of course, everybody knows him as Rooster, Rooster Morse. And uh, I was I was telling a, a, another friend of mine uh, that, that we all know, Randy Palmer, uh, about mm-hmm. Rooster Morse, and he said, "Well, you got to write a song. You got to write a song about Rooster." So so I sat down and wrote a song about Rooster. The problem is that the character in the song is really three different cowboys. Uh, Rooster is a fiddle player. But he's not the, the 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 character of Rooster in the song is derived more from his dad, Bob Morris, and another another old uh, cowboy named uh, George Nixon. And um, but Rooster, uh, the the character of Rooster is a is a combination of of those three real men, and mm-hmm. uh, all all of them I I respect a great deal. Well, it's um, it's it's um, it's a wonder, it's a wonderful song. It's a wonderful song, Gary. Why don't you just go ahead and let's hear Rooster? <laughs> let's go ahead and listen to Rooster. We're talking with Joel White today. Just a young cowboy working on the great high plains. Met an old cowpuncher. Rooster was his name. Face was tough as leather, hands in and stiff. Weren't much to look at, but Rooster had a gear. 
Mister, he was old school and meaner than hell. Didn't have much family, best that I could tell. Took his work serious, no playing around. But Rooster get his fiddle out when the sun went down. Rooster played fiddle, could play it all night long. Just a shot of whiskey, you'd play your favorite song. Yellow Rose of Texas, turkey in the straw. When it came to fiddle tunes, Rooster knew them all. I remember fondly the year we shared a can. Rooster cast his shadow by that coal oil lamp. I'd cook and wash the dishes, I did my chores. Then Rooster get his fiddle out and I'd dance across the Rooster played fiddle, could play it all night long. Just a shot of whiskey, you'd play your favorite song. Yellow rose in Texas, turkey in the straw. When it came to fiddle tunes, Rooster knew them all. took a fall. That big cold rolled on him, they say it hurts brain. Rooster, he woke up, but he never was the same. Rooster played the fiddle, could play it all night long. Just a shot of whiskey, he'd play your favorite song. Yellow Rose of Texas, turkey in the straw. When it came to fiddle tunes, Rooster knew them all. Orange blossom special, wall bash and ball. When it came to fiddle tunes, Rooster played them. From the album, Once I Was a Cowboy, that's Rooster. That's Joel White. And uh, matter of fact, Joel, this weekend in Nashville at Belmont University, they have the Grand Masters Fiddling Championship. And so that will be <laughs> taking place for a couple of days. And Mark O'Connor is going to be there with his wife, Maggie, and uh, and Mike Snyder, another great fiddler. So 
going to be a big time here in Nashville, Tennessee. Bobby, Leah Sawyer won reserve in that last year. I remember. And so Mm -hmm. she will be back competing again this year. And uh, Kathy just sent me a message the other day, said she'd be in town for that. So. Oh, great. Texas, Texas making a stamp right here in Nashville again with the Grandmasters Fiddling Championship. So anyway, that's coming up. Um, Alan Chapman is one of the neatest guys and a good friend. And uh, how did you and and Alan connect? I guess at at Swarfa? Was that where you first met? (laughs) It, it, It was. It was at Swarfa. I first met Alan there. And you know, Alan, he's he he's a West Texas boy. He was born and raised and grew up in this country, and and uh, so right off we had we had a lot in common. And uh, uh, I, I guess Alan kind of noticed, took notice of me. And uh, before we left, he said, "Do you would you want to co-write?" Well, you know that. Oh yes, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> uh, with with a, a man his stature, and he said, "Well, I'm going to send you something." I said, "Great." And now, and and I and I don't usually do a lot of co-writing. I don't usually play well with others, and so I okay. don't do a lot of co-writing. <laughs> but but Alan said, "I'm going to send you something. Uh, see what you can do with it." And about a week later, I I got this. Uh, I got this very long poem uh, called "Last of the Four Sixes Cowboys," and and I read it, and uh, you know if if I put that if I put it straight to music, uh, it would have been about twenty minutes, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, which which just not going to work for radio play. Uh, That's but, right. But also, it, it the rhyme and the meter. Uh, didn't fit uh didn't fit what I felt like I could work with but it, so I worked with it and I said well Alan you know how how deep you want me to dive into this thing and he said he he wrote me back and said you do whatever you do and I'll be good and okay. um and so I condensed it and I put it to music and it took me 2 months I I was I was very intimidated because this is I to be asked to co-write with a man of this stature, you know, was just beyond my beyond what I would dream of. And um, so it took me two months, and I presented it to him at uh, at the IWMA about two months okay. later. And he he I played it, and he turned his back to me, and I thought, oh shoot. What did oh, I no. screw up this poem? <laughs> and, he, and he turns around and he wipes a tear from his eye and he says, "I think you got it." Oh, oh wow! 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 So, wow! Boy, that was all the vindication I needed. Oh. Wow! Wow! Well, Alan is a great writer himself and and uh, a super cool guy. Spent 17 years here in Nashville writing, and uh, so yeah. that was quite a compliment. This is a great song. Let's take a listen to Last of the Four Sixes Cowboys, and we'll be back in just a moment. (laughs) 
cafe Takes his coffee black Waitress brings him eggs and ham with toast Burn it brown A gust of wind come blowing He pulls down his hat Checks his trailer pony And eases out of town Last of the six is cowboys A hundred years too late Sure enough cowboy legend just staring down his face once he loved a lady blue eyes and golden hair she got tired of waiting on him and moved back east somewhere he thanks the lord for day work keeps him and his ponies fed foreman knows he should let him go but keeps him In his dreams he's a young man with a million miles to ride His horse is fast, loops are true, skies are open wide around you know when you get over that it gets to be a little bit confusing but uh 
Yeah, he likes to write with <laughs> people. So anyway, so uh, people around the world that are listening today are going to want to know where they can get your music. And so we have played music from where I'm from and once I was a cowboy. But uh, tell folks where they can get your music. Well, you can go to my website, which is joelafwhite.com, and you can order that music. Uh, you can get it in CD or you can get downloads. And uh, you can find my music on just most any streaming platform that there is. Uh, Google Joel White um, or Joel A. White, um, and, and you should be able to find it. Uh, on uh, on YouTube, I'm late to the party, Joel White. Late to the party is my uh, publishing company because I came late to the party. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, so you should be able to do that. But anyway, and, you know, it's really cool because uh, uh, I think you really enjoyed the Western Music Convention last year, didn't you? You got to meet a lot of cool people. Well, I, I, I really did, and, and you know, after, uh, of course, Jim Jones and Alan invited me and and another friend of mine, Randy Palmer, to to come out and 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 we came out and and uh, I was encouraged to to uh, to start doing some Western music and I never thought of myself as a Western music artist, but you know I uh, I was so well accepted and so well received out there and and so. That's uh, that's where once I was a cowboy came from. I ca- I got home and I called Merle Bruganti and I said, Merle, I got to do a I got to do an album and I need to get it out before next year. Ah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. And so we and, and so did. we did a, we did this six we did this six song EP. Uh, I had a few of these songs already. Uh, a, a couple of them I wrote specifically for that EP and one is the title song and one is Ballad for Blue and actually I I wrote those at Merle's or or I had started some of them and and finished them at Merle's and set in the next morning and recorded them. Oh wow. Wow. You know it's amazing how people can can do something like that. You know, it's like, "Oh, I need one more song." And so they'll write a song <laughs> while they're at the studio or getting ready to be in the studio the next day and then that becomes the number one song for them. So that's that's kind of an yeah. interesting thing. Well, well you know what? If, if I would have been a really good songwriter, I probably would have written four more songs, so I'd have, I'd have had a full album. But but I just didn't have that many in me, and and I was wanting to be pretty particular about what I put on this this uh, mm-hmm. this EP. I wanted it to be some of the best work that I well, I'd wanted to be the best work up to date. And mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I'm. I, I think. I think. I'm proud of it. I hope I achieve that. I think I might have. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a cool album, and we're going to look forward to the next one. So you'll have to. I'm sure you're already working on some things on that. So we look forward to having you <laughs> well, back. Yeah, I look forward are. to having you back and sharing some more music with us. Joel White, thank you so much. I'm going to close out this segment of the show with another one called That's Life. And, uh, Joel, thanks for being with us today. We look forward to having you back thanks. with us. We'll Thank see you in Albuquerque. Thank you so much, Gary and Bobby. It's a pleasure. All right. <laughs> see you next see, month. See you in a few months. See you in a few yeah. months. Here we All go. Right. 
Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. When we come back, we'll be visiting with Nashville's Angel Heart Farm. Spend your days in Grandpa's barn in her coveralls, knee deep in mud and covered in hay. But she did find. 
bar Cause she knew Her dreams would come true If she really wanted to So once upon a horse That girl decided To save her money Find a horse and buy It didn't matter at all She was only ten years old Secret to all good fairy tales is Hard work when all else fails You could have seen her smile for a mile When that horse was sold She did find Peace of mind in the smell of that man And she knew true with their new best friend So once upon a hearted girl grew older riding farther away Becoming beautiful and bolder Winning buckles and crowns and ribbons For all to see And just like in the story of Cinderella She went to the ball and met a handsome fella Took her from her mountain home To his kingdom by sea But she did find mind in her new home cause she knew her dreams would come true if her horse could come too so once upon a horse the story goes in a kingdom by the sea where the honeysuckle grows there's a little brick house on five acres of land Out in back where the grass grows tall There's a pasture and barn and a couple of stalls And she's happy ever after riding whenever she can Cause she does find peace of mind on the back of that horse And she knew Upon a horse. Well, welcome back to Saddle Up America on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. I'm your host, Gary Holt, and joining me is our co host, Miss Bobby Bell, and we are going to welcome Miss Tracy Quiava, who is the founder and the executive director of Angel Heart Farm right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Gary. Thanks for having me. And Miss Bobby. Hello, hello. Well, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Sure so September is a big month 
It is Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And Angel Heart Farm works with children with cancer and their families. So tell us a little bit about Angel Heart Farm, Tracy. Sure. 23 years ago, October 1st, we opened our barn doors. And um, we're actually the only program of its kind um, in the southeast that um, provides equine therapy for children and their families. Um, 99% of our kids are cancer patients. We have um, a couple with cystic fibrosis or a heart transplant or liver transplant, but I would say 99.9 of them are cancer patients. And um, we're totally different than any other program, I should say. And um, this month is big for us. Like you said, it's Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. And... um, most people don't think of the gold ribbon. They think of the pink ribbon, and I'm a survivor of breast cancer, so I'm grateful for that pink ribbon in October. But the gold ribbon is vitally important to us for awareness because kids are our future, and we need to have them around for a long, long time. So, yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> well, I tell you, I have uh, I have posted a picture of a beautiful young lady with a horse promoting the show. And of oh, course she has, she's, yeah. And Savannah's, you know, she's, she's gone through treatments and she's lost her hair, but, but tell us about some of the kids and, and their families and what kind of an effect sure. working with equine therapy at Angel Heart Farm has had on, on, on these children. Sure. I will tell you, um, we did lose Savannah um, to rhabdomyer sarcoma. She battled three times, and that was her favorite horse, Felix, um, which is an Arabian. And when she first started riding with me, she rode uh, Rocky, our little red-grown Welch pony, and then she grew up so fast she started riding Felix, and she is missed every day. But we know that she's here with us at the farm, but this past year we've had just a multitude of children being diagnosed with brain cancer, which mm. we're not really sure why there's such an upstroke of it, but there is. Mm. And But wow. I'm happy to say all of them that we're working with right now are kicking its butt <laughs> really quickly wow. and really well. And um, mm. some of our kids, um, I don't know if I've told you this in the past, but some of our kids compete in horse shows. And um, two of them, uh, Lane and Atticus, will be showing in October at a Ride for the Gold show. It's a big benefit show for for us. It's called the Boo Bash. And uh, it's kind of a unique kind of show that people can be dressed up in costume. They don't have to wear their fancy show clothes. They can um, wear their fun costumes, even though they're being judged by a national judge. So it'll be kind of fun. And this is actually... Atticus's second show, his first show was in May, and he won all of his classes his first time ever in the show ring. We were super proud of him. Um, a little backstory on him, um, nine years old, um, diagnosed with medulloma, um, blastoma, which is a brain cancer. He okay. first came to me, and he was off balance. He just had his tumor taken out and uh, multiple rounds of chemo and radiation, and um he first started riding a gray horse named Felix that Savannah actually rode, and um, he had a little nervous of height, and so we dropped him down to a pony named Katarina, and those two have been inseparable. 
um, when he first started riding with me, he'd kind of weeble wobble a little bit. And I don't lead my kids around. They have to be full fledged riders. I don't, I oh, make wow. them do everything. Their parents, their parents know that. Like the first thing, I had a four-year-old ride today, and um, this is her third lesson, and her mom's like, you're not going to lead her? And I'm like, she's got two hands. She can ride. So my parents <laughs> sometimes freak out when I do that, but it's like, you know, these little kids are babies so much, and of course, they sh- as they should be, but they also need to step up. And I'm like, if you can beat cancer, girl or boy, you can definitely ride a pony. So um, Atticus started riding, doing his weekly lessons, and our program is completely free. There's no charges or anything. That's why this month is so important for awareness for our program and for childhood cancer research. And Atticus has just blossomed into this amazing young rider. I will say the first 10 lessons he rode with me, I think his mama was dragging him to the barn. <laughs> but um, now he is, I mean, I did the progression of this child, you know, from riding hunt seat, which is, is posting in the saddle correctly. He's not bouncing all over the place. He's got a handle on everything. He's just, I mean, I look at him and I just cry half the time because he's such a talented little rider. And his first show was in May and he was really, really nervous. And I'm like, just go in there and win it. And much to my sugar and he did. <laughs> I couldn't believe he was riding against all these kids that have been riding forever and he just went in and won it, so I was like, "Oh my god!" And so then he kind of got on the horse show, but now he absolutely I, loves it. Um, I just, want, yeah, I want to jump in just real quick. Your website is sure. fabulous, and while you're talking about, um, it's a, a is it Katarina or Katri- Katarina? Right, was the Katarina. name of the horse, mm-hmm. Katarina. So I'm looking at that horse's picture right now with the description and that part of the website. The website's so wonderful. And so thorough and so helpful. Um, But I always enjoy looking at the um, horses and such. And you've even got a border collie. What a cutie. Um, We do. She's probably going to bark in a minute. So I'm just going to apologize. (laughs) (laughs) It's so fun to um, on the phone like a two-year-old. Yeah, that um, to meet the the horses, you know, that you're talking about as well, of course, as these young riders. So I'm just curious if you can tell us what is what makes a pony a Welsh pony? What is its background? Oh, that's a breed. Welsh is a breed of pony. Okay. Um, like we have Arabians, um, and that's yep, a breed yep. of a horse. Um, the Welsh pony was originated um, in Wales, and they actually have a lot of Arabian in them, in them um, from way, way back. Um, the Arabian is actually the first um, light breed horse that every breed of horse pretty much has except a draft. Like Arabians were, you know, the catalyst for the thoroughbred, the quarter horse, okay. the Tennessee Walker, everything. They all have yeah. every if, if somebody says they don't like an Arabian, then I'm like, mm, well, they made your horse. So <laughs> we were uh-huh. Uh-huh. we were actually at Keeneland Racetrack about three or four years ago, and they had a they were racing um, a special race with the racing Arabians, and all these like thoroughbred racehorse guys were all giggling and talking about the little tiny Arabians, and I looked over at one of the guys, and I'm like you know, my pretty little Arabian made your horse, so I would be quiet if I were you. And he's like, what? <laughs> he didn't even know the history. I sat there with a five-minute history lesson about how the Arabian was, uh, you know, started his horse, you know. Yeah. Well, and this particular funny. horse 
was also named Welsh Pony of the Year in 2017, she which was. has to be quite an honor. She was. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's pretty sassy. She um, she's a multitude of ribbons and championships, and we were lucky enough to buy her um, when she was five years old, and she's okay. been, my horseshoe was actually here today, and I get kind of choked up about it because he just adores her, and he goes, this pony is worth her weight in gold. She goes, she's golden, um. and then he got to meet he got to meet one of our little riders, Adeline, that rode today, and she's battling um, uh, uncurable brain cancer. And um, she was Aww. like, "This is my pony cat," and like she's only four, and she was so you know, she was oh, so wow. excited to ride this pony, you know. And so she told them all about Katarina, you know. <laughs> Oh my god. It's pretty special. Oh my god. Yeah, Kat yeah. Kat won um actually a national championship with one of our little riders that um is his since now in heaven. But um Sophie rode Kat in Tulsa, Oklahoma to a national championship against all these other healthy kids and yeah. she rocked it out. Yeah. We're super proud yeah. of our babies. Yeah. Wow. And then wow. our other little guy I wanna share with you about is Lane. Um, he is 10 years old and he actually had the same type of brain cancer that, um, Atticus had. And I just had to tell you how they, how he, had, he rides Felix as well. It's kind of weird, um, that I'm talking about these two little boys, but, um, the first time <laughs> Lane came out, um, he had just had his tumor taken out the size of a fist. Um, oh. and his doctor didn't want him to ride yet. He just wanted to come out to the farm and kind of see what was going on and, you know, see if he even wanted to do anything like this. And he had to go back at to do his proton therapy. So it was kind of intermittent, kind of going to be intermittent riding lessons for a little bit and came out and I said, okay, here's the deal. You can pick out any horse or pony you want to ride. So he's a little taller. So he went out in horse pasture and Felix, all my horses is, I think Gary's been out to my farm. He knows like how my horses are. They're like all over everybody. They like have, they're very social. <laughs> Like, they have no boundaries, and I know that. Like, I'm sure some natural horsemanship person would be all over me, but that's okay. <laughs> so we had we had um, – so Felix walked right up to Felix, um, right up to Lane, and put his head on his shoulder and wouldn't leave his mm. – would not leave oh him. And the other horses started coming up, and Felix just pinned his ears up, the other horses, which he never does. And he's, like, the sweetest horse ever. This is mine. He's basically saying, this yeah. is my kid. This is my uh, kid. You uh, stay away from him, and um, it was it was pretty much love at first sight, and it oh, was wow. pretty spectacular. So yeah, okay. I'm wow, just gonna apologize wow. now. The dog is barking, as you can hear. <laughs> well, I am going to. Hey, I, I had to do this earlier when mine were barking, so I'm gonna take a break and do a song for Marianne Kennedy called "Who Saved cool. Who." I love Marianne. Awesome. And we will be back and talk more with Tracy in just a moment. You're listening to Saddle Up America. To be your home 
the only time that's hard is when in the dead of winter when they don't do our, our road with salt, but other than that, it's okay. <laughs> but everything around us, I mean, like two miles away, they're building a subdivision. We're all like, oh, God, go away. But, you know, yeah, I guess yeah, it's progress. It's crazy. <laughs> well, but that's we what they call it. At, so we're going to keep going to stay here. That's what they call it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the song we just did was Sue Saved Who by Marianne Kennedy. And uh, horses have a magical power to help heal people and help them through difficult situations. And so I know that through Angel Heart Farms' work with these children that are going through illnesses and particularly cancer, uh, it's making a difference in their lives. But, but talk to us just a little bit about the difference it makes in the lives of their families that are there and the families that are having to deal with their children that are going through these sure. life-threatening illnesses. You know, today was one of those moments that um, it, it kind of hit home. Um, we have a, a little one, and um, her grandma got to come see her ride for the first time. And she was riding cat, and she's only four. And, you know, when you're four, I mean, you're four years old. You know, I mean, it's like you're, you know, you have a lot going on in your little life, you know, and um, this one's been through the ringer and she, her mama came and her two little sisters, she's got a year old sister and a two and a half year old sister and then her and her grandma and her mom and then we Katarina. So we had a lot of girl power in the barn today (laughs) and to see I mean, just to watch her mom, like from the first time this little one came out that was so scared, that was didn't even want to touch Katerina, to now and see like she's riding independently and she's steering her pony all over the place. Today we went over a jump, you know, it's like a oh, really wow. big deal. And her mom was just like, I think her mom it was one of those moments that, you know, my child's a regular kid. She's not defined by cancer. And her grandma was the same way. She goes, you know, we know that this prognosis is really not great, but this is just bringing so much joy to her just to see her smile. And, you know, they, it's that place that where we hope we're that place that they could just go and not think about cancer. It's like, we always say the cancer stays on the road and doesn't come through the barn. So it was just really lovely to send their little sisters, (coughs) excuse me, like her middle sister rode today and, just her giggling and you know because when you have three little girls there's you have to get you get stuck going to the hospital with your big sister you don't really have a choice sometimes you know and so they witness a lot of things that a no little year old two and a half year old should witness you know and but coming here they're they're very joyful and then they got to meet my horseshoer today tommy and you know he was really hamming it up for them and each gave them a horseshoe and they all thought that was you know pretty cool and but I think, you know, having a sense of community at our farm with these families is really important. We host a mom's night. We just had one a couple weeks ago. We did a Friday night and a Saturday night and then a Sunday brunch. And, you know, we kind of do separate groups that we call the A, B, and C group because we try to put moms together that we know not only will get along and, you know, have a lot of camaraderie together and maybe the same diagnosis that their child has. So they actually have, they can compare notes a lot. And we had a big night with that. And then we, you know, sometimes we'll do a yoga night for the moms and, you know, we'll do like a, 
art night. We'll do music night. We'll just do different kinds of things. And really, we're really blessed. As you know, in Nashville, we've got a cornucopia of music people. So they help us out with the music therapy. And then we also do some art therapy with the moms. And, you know, our dads, I will say we've only had a couple times out here at the farm. They much rather go to a Predators hockey game. So, you know, we do stuff like that for them. Like, we'll, we'll get them tickets for the hockey game and they all go hang out together and you know because they're not going to talk about their child's illness to another dad you know so they they rather go play top golf and you know have a moment away from their kids and the normal life the you know the hectic life they're in and so we try to do as much for the parents as we possibly can and then that Sunday we had our bereavement group and it's a really emotional group but you know, sometimes they laugh, sometimes they cry, sometimes they swear, sometimes, you know, it's kind of all over the board. Right. This last one right. we had was really quite lovely, and I could just see that they helped, a lot of moms helped each other. The new mom that just lost their child, you know, helped them through some stuff, and it, so it's really, it is a journey, you know. It's like we're very lucky. It's like a lot of our kids do great and grow up and healthy little uh, young adults and one of our girls that I used to teach several years ago, she is actually in vet school now at UT, so I'm, like, beyond proud of that. Uh, <laughs> like, I right, I've right. really been doing this a long time. <laughs> you have been. You so started when you were, what, five years old or something, I think. You said 23 years? Yeah, three and a half. Okay, all right. I've been right since I get... was eight months, so... <laughs> I, I want to um, get back to the website again because we do have listeners oh, okay. all over the world and many of them oh, wow. may be very interested in um, figuring out ways they can support from a distance. And sure. you have a section called Get Involved. It's really wonderful. And I wondered if you might like to um, talk about maybe the sponsoring a child or equine sure. sponsorship or the Amazon wish list. Um, oh, that's a big list. Are, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to just take a moment and talk about some ways sure. those of us at a distance can participate? Absolutely. So, like I said earlier, our program is completely free. There's no services or any. There's no fees for anything that we do. But we want to make sure our kids have their own riding helmet and their own pair of boots. So, we've been working. Um, <coughs> excuse me, with Dan Post Boot Company since I started the program and. They are unbelievable. (laughs) They donate all of our children's boots to our kids. Um, So they take care of the boot end of it. And then we make sure that we have a top-of-the-line riding helmet for our kids. We don't buy Mm -hmm. the $29.99 ones. We buy the $100 helmets. (laughs) So to sponsor a child is $150. We want to make sure they're always safe and, and sound. And um, so to sponsor their child, it's $150, and they get their helmet, their boots, and an awesome swag bag, um, a stuffed pony, usually some books about horses. So they know that, and then we also will send them little, we FaceTime our kids all the time with their ponies when they're in the hospital. And then horse sponsorship, um, we have 11 to choose from. (laughs) Can't believe we have 11, but we do. Um, And they're all... I mean, we're, we think they're all pretty spectacular. Um, a couple are already sponsored. They have a lifetime sponsorship. Um, that we, so that means we have really nine that can be choose from, and that's $1,500 a year. And, 
just kind of really offsets the cost of having a horse every, you know, a, a year. <laughs> I mean, no, it doesn't even touch the cost of a horse a year. How much it's yeah. not even, yeah, $1,500 is not a lot of money. And when it comes to being a horse person, um, like we just had a $1,500 bill, a vet bill last week. So, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, so that, and you have a plaque on the stall for the year who sponsored that horse. And, you know, we send updates, obviously, with the kids. And um, if the parents say it's okay, and the horses, and they can kind of choose, you know, what horse they want to sponsor, what child they want to sponsor. Um, we kind of have about, we have three new children that are going to be starting with us in the next three weeks. So a sponsorship for them would be amazing. And then we're in the middle right now of our capital campaign, which is a big deal. Um, we're raising $1.2 million to pay off our farm. Um, so it'll be a hundred percent ours, which is really important. Wow. Um, yeah, we can, we can always not have to worry about, a mortgage each month that we can put it at the money towards more programs for our foundation. Um, we implemented a reading program at our farm. So many of our kids are not in school. They're doing homebound. They're doing online school. So they're, they're missing out of speaking out loud. So our kids have to read a story or a book or a chapter to their horse or pony before they actually ride. So they speak out loud and it does really improve their reading skills, which all mm. of our homebound teachers are very grateful for um and then our amazon wish list it's all over the board i mean you know from i'm not even not sure it's on it <laughs> i can't tell you what's on it right now but like, like you a got, bucket um, or you got, i'm, I'm, I'm looking at it, it right now i'm looking at it oh, right good. now so there's, there's from from orville redenbacher a variety of things to Big screen projectors uh, oh, right. to Oneida right. silverware, you know, to Briar the the Hope Briar horse. That's the first thing that comes up. Oh, to, yeah. I mean, it's I all kinds of you know all kinds of things that you just need towel paper towels and you know all just all right. kinds of basics that we wouldn't necessarily think about that you have well, to we have. Host our, you know, several times we host <laughs> our families at our farm. We actually have a mom and dad's room and a children's room. So our families that come from out of state for treatment, they can stay here if they want to. Um, they can, mm-hmm. we've had families here for a whole week. Um, so that's where like the silverware and the towels and all that stuff probably sure, comes in. Sure. Um, but yeah, we, and we, we feed them when they're here and, you know, the biggest thing that kids love is to wake up in the morning and before they go to treatment and go see their horse or pony. And it kind of gives them, you know, a little ump to get going, you know. Sure. But sure. And an, another thing that was fun is you have a link to um, Misty Mints. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> we are really lucky. I will tell you, we are so lucky with the people that help us. Um, I met Carolyn randomly um i was looking online for some really cute horse treats for our ponies and hers bar none were the cutest things i've ever seen and probably like the most least nutritional ever but who cares they're really cute and um you know great flavors great packaging they were just so cute so i called her and i mean we are really good friends now so she sponsored one of our horse shows for us last in May and 
sent boxes of treats for the kids, for all the for the swag bags, and um, oh yeah, our horses love Misty Mix. They're they're really cute, and I mean, if you have a horse that's metabolic, you probably don't want to give it to them. But the nice thing is, the kids actually like those too. I mean, it's just pure sugar is all it is. So you know, they like, and the shapes are cute. They're heart shaped or stars. Yeah, or, I mean, and our ponies pep- love them. So there's peppermint and sweet apple and Showtime oh, yeah. and crazy yeah. crazy for carrots spelled with K's. Yeah, and Danny's they're very delight. cute. Very fun. And then we, <laughs> and like we work with Zoetis. Um, they do all of our warmers for us, a lot of our medical stuff for us. They donate it. They do it reduced cost. And like Kelsey's treats, for instance, I don't know if they're up there yet or not. They're helping us out the whole month of September. They're going to donate money from each sale to um, the program. And they're the healthy option for the healthy treats at our farm. Versus the Misty Mints, <laughs> and um, it's just pure, pretty much pure pumpkin, and my horses, our horses love them. So, um, yeah, we we really feel like we've surrounded ourselves with great people. And I wanted to make when I started the foundation, I knew I wanted a couple things that I wanted the program to always be free because I know how expensive cancer is. I'm actually a four-time survivor, and I mean, cancer is not a cheap venue. I mean, it's it's right. It can, it can bankrupt you in a heartbeat and then have horses on top of it. So, you know, it's kind of a serious situation. <laughs> and I knew I wanted to be free and I wanted to only have Arabians and Welch ponies because that's what I grew up with. That's what I know. And I thought, my God, if we have these great horses and ponies, our kids can actually compete in horse shows, which they have. And, you know, because people like you and I, I mean, we were fortunate. We get to show our horses when we want to and, but remember our first ribbon we ever got? I mean, I remember my first ribbon when I was like three years old, you know. So the confidence yeah. that it gives a child, the you know, the the dream it gives the child, you know, the the we don't we kind of re have reworded a lot of things this past year. Instead of saying our kids are battling cancer, we say our kids are beating cancer, you know. There you go. And we don't say we don't say hope. We say we know. And it's like I start thinking of all these different words that, you know, we normally say when it comes to cancer. But I'm like, we have to re- retrain our brain, you know, to say, I'm beating cancer and I know I'm going to be okay. And that's what I tell my moms and dads all the time. I know he's going to be okay, so let's not worry about it. Let's just ride. And there you go. But I always wanted my kids to have the best. And we work with, I mean, I totally brag on everybody who helps us because we're number one, we're super grateful. And like this past about a couple months ago, um, the extreme Mustang makeover was here and Oh my God, they invited our families to come. I mean, front row seats, I mean, treated them like royalty. In fact, Lane got, didn't get to come that night that they actually had the event. He got to go backstage like a couple days before and meet the horses and the trainers and like given their whole family was given the royal treatment. He still talks about that. And that was like three months ago. And yeah. so these little, you know, these experiences the kids get to have are our chance in a lifetime, you know, and not every kid gets to ride a horse, you know, not every, and we want to make sure that our kids can ride and they can have the best of everything that we can offer them. So 
That's why support well, is so important a, for us. I have a couple of questions real quick. Uh, uh-huh. Number one, if if I have a child with cancer and I wanted to get involved with Angel Heart Farms, how would I do that? They just call us, and we um, you know that's on our website, angelheartfarm.com. Okay. There's a participant form on there. And then we always meet with the doctor prior so we know what medications they're on because every, I mean, sad but true, I mean, I know every drug that's out there and I know what the, um, you know, what causes what. I mean, sometimes kids will get really tired. Sometimes they're nauseous. Sometimes, you know, they get neuropathy. So we want to know what medications they're on, where they're at in their treatment plan, and just make sure that this program is going to be a great fit for them. And they just fill out a form and call us, and then they we match them up with a horse or pony. Normally, we let them pick out whoever they want to ride. I don't ever say you're riding this one or you're riding that one. They can pick their own. So yeah, okay. that's how we started right. out. So so do you do you ever utilize volunteers in your program? Absolutely. <laughs> um, in fact, today I have one that's weed eating for me because I can't. The weed eater is too heavy for me, so he's weeding along. The fence lines. <laughs> um, you know, we've got um, we have a beautiful angel garden that one of our um, really dear friends um, created for us, and she's beating cancer herself right now, and so the garden's really important to her, and yeah. it's just gorgeous. So we've got um, two master gardeners who volunteer with us, and you know our volunteers that help with the horses, and like Sunday, I have two that they are here religiously. They want to save the ponies because I try to take Sundays off sometimes if I can from lessons and um, they just you know want to take care of the ponies so that's what they do <laughs> but it's kind of All the right. gamut um, you know there's lots to do at a farm as you know <laughs> I do, I do. so <laughs> if if you have a child that's 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 beating cancer or, or wants help in beating cancer reach out to Angel Heart Farm if you'd like to volunteer and you're anywhere in the Middle Tennessee, Davidson County, Williamson County area, go to the website, and I'm sure they would love to have volunteers. And uh, if you would like to donate, go to the website and donate there. And uh, what is the website? It's angelheartfarm.com. Angelheartfarm.com. That just, I mean, that is so easy. Super simple. We made it simple. Super simple. (laughs) I will tell you, which is really, I want to tell you, like, we've actually had um, a college. um, I graduated from Michigan State, and we've actually had some colleges um, come down here, like, for two weeks or their spring break and volunteer. So even if it's, like, you know, an equine college, if there's a couple girls, guys, that want to get some more equine experience or something in therapy, I mean, we're wide open for that too, and they've actually stayed with us. So that's what we do. That's what they do, and 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 you can come and meet Tracy, and she is a special special young lady. And Tracy, thank you for everything that you're oh doing my God, for these for having young me. people. Well, what you're doing with Angel Heart Farm is so special, and uh, and we appreciate you and, and all that you're doing, and we appreciate you being with us today to share more about it. And during September, uh, remember, it's it's uh, 
Childhood Cancer Awareness Month. Are there any any ways to um, to donate that uh, have any doubling or anything that goes on? I know that there's some. We're working on actually. It's interesting you said that. We're working on a matching grant right now. Um, we work okay. a lot with Tractor Supply um, Foundation, and they've been very supportive of our farm. So um, we're working on a couple things. So matching grants are always a good thing. If you have a, if you work for a company, a lot of companies out there they'll have like a matching grant program. So if you don- donate a hundred dollars, their company will donate an extra hundred dollars. So there's there's lots of different. A lot of times companies just will, you know, they may not, you may not know that even when you work for somebody, but it's always a nice thing to ask if they've got to always give that a program check. or something. Always yeah. a check. Always a good check. All right. <laughs> well, look look forward to seeing you in the, in the very near future. And, and again, okay. thanks for being with us today. Thanks for sharing this Thank information. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Have a great day. All right. You too. Bye. And, uh. We're going to listen to Kristen Harris and Wildfire. We'll be right back with Bobby Bell on Saddle of America. Six nights in a row. 
Jason Harris, Wildfire, and Bobby Bell. Kristen is coming to Nashville in October. She's been nominated for Josie Award. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So look, look forward to seeing her in Nashville in October. But what a good show today. What a good show today. So so great to have Joel with us for his very first time and get to visit with him just a little bit. And uh, and then Tracy and the work that she's doing with Angel Heart Farm. Uh, there was a time or two where my, I had tears when she mm-hmm. was talking about that young lady that they had lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. but such great work she's doing. So we're going to encourage people to visit her website. And uh, if you can donate or if you'd like to be a volunteer or if you're out there listening and you have a child that's going through uh, an illness, such as cancer, then reach out to Angel Heart Farm and uh, get involved with that. Well, this is your last show on Saddle Up America. Well, that's true. What a lovely, um, what a lovely last show to have <laughs> to be with her and talking about the great work that they do there. Yes, yeah. but yes, it. Yes, I think. Um, I think it's been about, I was trying to figure it out, maybe eight six years. years. And there's six, six years. Six years on, on Saddle Up America. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, man, what am I going to do? I'll have to figure that one out. <laughs> oh, you'll, you'll, you'll oh, I gosh. have no doubt. I have no doubt. Well, I mean, it's, I'm still, it's, it's, I'm still it's, with you on Campfire. Well, you are, and 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 it's yeah. been cool to try to see if we could get you into something besides a briar horse, but uh, you know that hadn't happened yet. But maybe so, maybe so, maybe so. Well, tell us what's happening with Out West, right quick, and with Rendezvous with a writer. Uh, Rendezvous with a writer tonight. We're talking with a Minnesota-based author, very fun, humorous, a cozy mystery writer. Her name is Jean Cooney. And uh, the name of the book is uh, It's Murder, Don't You Know? Um, Very fun. Jim has been reading whole passages aloud to me, and then we'll both just start laughing hysterically. (laughs) Very fun. Very fun (laughs) mystery. Um, Part of a series. And, geez, you can watch that live tonight, 6 o'clock Pacific time. Just go to LA Talk Radio's Facebook page. And then, of course, it becomes immediately available um, afterwards, uh, just as this show does with both podcast, um, audio, or video, anytime, day or night, at your leisure, uh, within like, you know, two minutes of the show ending. <laughs> so, All right. All right. Um, and, All then right. Next, and then next, next, um, next Thursday, the first Thursday in September, interestingly, we are going to have cowboy poet Daryl Arnold. And Tom Hyatt with us. Uh, Tom has just released a new five-song um, CD, and it's they're all uh, based on Daryl's poems. And uh, wow. Daryl has written Gene Prescott and just lots of other um, songwriters. And for many years, he published his own magazine that was called Cowboy Magazine. And I'm really looking forward to um, to meeting Daryl and then um, have those two gentlemen talk about the the poetry songwriting process. And that's next Thursday, September 7th. All right. I can't so believe this is exciting Thursday, stuff. Next Thursday, 
next Thursday, Gary is already seven days into September. That's <laughs> hard to believe, isn't it? Hard. This year is yeah. just kind of flying by. It is. It it's is. flown by. Really flown by. And we were talking earlier. It was so cool this morning that it you can feel fall in the air. And uh, uh, and I had mentioned that I even have seen some leaves that are starting to fall. It's like, where is all this going? What's happening? Mm-hmm. It's just flying mm-hmm. by. Hey, I want to encourage <laughs> folks to tune in on Saturday for Live from Nashville when our guest will be the lovely Miss Carolyn Martin. And she'll be joining us, and we may have a surprise guest for you as well. But that's taking place at noon Central Standard Time on Saturday for live from Nashville. And then, as always, we encourage you to join us for the Campfire Cafe and Saddle Up America starting at noon on Thursdays. And uh, we'll be back then. Remember, you can listen to all of our shows on on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and most other streaming platforms today. So just look for Equestrian Legacy Radio, and you'll find us out there as well. And you can you can ask ask, ask Alexis. That was hard to say. Ask Alexis, but ask <laughs> Alexis for Equestrian Legacy Radio, and that will bring us up on iHeartRadio as well. So many, many ways to listen to these shows as well as our website at equestrianlegacy.net. Well, Bobby, we're going to close out the show today with a song from our good friend, Miss Junie Fisher. And, uh, you know, it's been all about horses and, and who saved who and dreaming about once upon a horse. And this one is called a pony called love. And we'll take a listen to that and see you all next Thursday on the Campfire Cafe in Saddle Up America.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. 
Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial, LLC, member SIPC.